night's joint labor with the day. Who is that can inform me? That can I. At least the whisper goes so. Our last king, whose image even but now appeared to us, was, as you know, by fourteen brass of Norway, thereto pricked on by a most emulate pride, dared to the combat, in which our valiant Hamlet, for so this side of our known world esteemed him, did slay this fourteen brass, who by a seal compact, well ratified by law and heraldry, did forfeit with his life all those his land which he stood seized of to the conqueror. Against the which a moiety competent was gauged by our king, which had returned to the inheritance of Fort and Brass, had he been vanquisher. As by the same covenant and carriage of the article designed, his fell to Hamlet. Now, sir, young Fort and Brass, of unimproved metal, hot and full, hath in the skirts of Norway here and there sharked up a list of lawless resolutes for food and diet to some enterprise that hath a stomach in it, which is no other but to recover of us by strong hand and terms compulsory those forced lands so by his father lost. And this, I take it, is the main motive of our preparations, the source of this our watch, and the chief head of this post-haste and roamage in the land. I think it be no other but e'en so. Well may it sort that this portentous figure comes armed through our watch so like the king that was and is the question of these wars. A mote it is to trouble the mind's eye. In the most high and palmy state of Rome, a little ere the mightiest Julius fell, the grave stood tenantless, and the sheeted dead did squeak and gibber in the Roman streets. And even the like precursor feared events, as harbingers preceding still the fates and prologue to the omen coming on, have heaven and earth together demonstrated unto our climatures and countrymen, as stars with trains of fire and dews of blood, disasters in the sun, and the moist star, under whose influence Neptune's empire stands, was sick almost to doomsday with eclipse. But soft, behold, lo, where it comes again. I'll cross it, though it blast me. Stay, illusion. If thou hast any sound or use of voice, speak to me. If there be any good thing to be done that may to thee do ease and grace to me, speak to me. If thou art privy to thy country's fate, which happily foreknowing may avoid, O oh, speak! Or if thou hast abhorred in thy life extorted treasure in the womb of earth, for which they say you spirits off walk in death, speak of it! Stay and speak! Stop it, Marcellus! Shall I strike at it with my partisan? Do, if it will not stand! Tis here! Tis here! Tis gone. We do it wrong, being so majestical, to offer it the show of violence. For it is as the air invulnerable, and our vein blows malicious mockery. It was about to speak when the cock crew. And then it started, like a guilty thing, upon a fearful summons. I have heard, the cock that is the trumpet to the morn, doth with his lofty and shrill-sounding throat awake the god of day, and at his warning, whether in sea or fire, in earth or air, the extravagant and erring spirit hies to his confine, and of the truth herein this present object made probation. It faded on the crowing of the cock. Some say that ever against that season comes wherein our Saviour's birth is celebrated, the bird of dawning singeth all night long, and then they say, no spirit dare stir abroad. The nights are wholesome. Then no planets strike. No fairy takes, nor witch hath power to charm. 
So hallowed and so gracious is the time. So have I heard, and do in part believe it. But look, the morn, in russet mantle clad, walks o'er the dew of yon high eastward hill. Break we our watch up. And by my advice, let us impart what we have seen tonight unto young Hamlet. For upon my life, this spirit, dumb to us, will speak to him. Do you consent we shall acquaint him with it, as needful in our loves, fitting our duty? Let's do it, I pray. And I this morning know where we shall find him most conveniently. Claudius, the new king of Denmark, the late king's brother, is about to hold a state council. The councillors, headed by Polonius, are in their robes, and behind them are the courtiers in full court dress. Among them, Polonius' son, Laertes. Sitting a little apart and dressed in plain black is Hamlet, the late king's son. His claim